Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. It is my great privilege to welcome back to Talk Nation Radio this week, Ray McGovern. Ray McGovern, as you know, was a CIA analyst for 27 years, from the administration of John F. Kennedy to that of George H.W. Bush. His duties included chairing national intelligence estimates and preparing the president's daily brief, which he briefed one-on-one to President Reagan's five most senior National Security Advisors from 1981 to 1985. In January 2003, Ray McGovern co-created Veteran Intelligence Professionals for Sanity to expose how intelligence was being falsified to justify war on Iraq. His website is raymcgovern.com. Lots of interesting articles there in recent days uh, that we will be talking about. Ray McGovern, welcome back to Talk Nation Radio. Thank you, David. Uh, it's great to have you back. You've been writing about lots of topics, uh, one of them being arms control or the lack thereof, and, and of course, U.S.-Russian relations. Uh, what should people know that CNN isn't telling them? <laughs> uh, how much time do we have, David? <laughs> we got 28 minutes. Yeah, I'm joshing, of course. There's a lot that people don't know depend on the New York Times and CNN, or even, you know, even progressive websites now who, who get foreign affairs wrong. I won't name them, but the initials would be a democracy now. Um, <laughs> so let, me, let me just start with, uh, uh, with Putin's uh, major address. Okay, this is a State of the Nation address on the 1st of March. It was, a, it was, a <laughs> it was really something. Not only did he advertise a whole new generation of, uh, of strategic weaponry, uh, which he claimed, and uh, no one has disproved, would render the, the billions of dollars that we have wasted on anti-ballistic missile defenses to render them useless. They're useless to begin with, most scientists and engineers say, but uh, these new weapons uh, that he advertised, and some of which he said are operational, uh, would have done that. Now, that's what caught all the attention, but he also said, all right, now, we, we tried to get you to listen to us. You wouldn't listen to us. Now, hopefully you listen to us. Let's get together at the appropriate time with experts and figure out how we address these problems. In other words, talk on arms control. Oh, <laughs> now that escaped most people's attention, but that was a, that was an offer. Yeah, that was a real offer. Now, a couple of days later, uh, he, uh, He's, a, he's talking about uh, the strategic relationship. And somebody says, now, Mr. Putin, this is an interview. It's March the 7th now, so six days later. Somebody says, hey, listen, Mr. Mr. Putin, uh, why would you destroy the whole world? You know, why, why would, uh, if there were a first strike on, on, uh, on Russia, uh, would, you really, would you really respond and, you know, I mean, be too late to save Russia? <laughs> you know, he says, look, he says, yeah, this would be a global catastrophe, but, quote, as a citizen of Russia and as the head of the Russian state, I ask, quote, what need will we have for a world if there is no Russia? End quote. End quote. Okay? So he's saying, look, uh, you've got to take this stuff seriously. Yes, we would retaliate, even if it meant... Um, the rest of the world will be blown up, as well as, uh, as Russia. 
two days later, four senior senators, okay? We've got three Democrats, uh, see if I can remember them, uh, Feinstein, uh, Wyden, uh, a fellow up there in Massachusetts, uh, and uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, they issue a call, uh, a letter to then Secretary uh, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. Look, this is really getting out of hand. Uh, we don't like the fact that Putin is brandishing these weapons that we really have never heard of before. But he's calling for arms control talks, so let's talk for that. Let's talk. Now, guess what? Uh, that appeal appeared on everyone's, all those four senators' websites. It was totally, totally ignored by what passes for the mainstream media. So one, one suspects that this is an unwelcome subject, and there is proof positive. Last thing I'll mention. We were talking about four senior senators um, uh, appealing for arms control talks uh, on their websites, but uh, never never getting past their websites, uh, no no publicity for it, um, thinking that Chuck Schumer said, no, no, arms control, no, 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 when we're making the, the devil incarnate uh, as Vladimir Putin, uh, don't mention arms control talks. Okay, so that's, uh, that's the reality in the mainstream media. Now, when uh, Trump had the audacity to say, you know, uh, Putin won the election, He's going to be around for six more years. Probably I'll send him a congratulatory telegram. I mean, that's totally good for such situations. So his staff says, no, 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 don't congratulate him. No, 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 don't congratulate him. Okay. Well, he not only congratulates him, but he says, you know, the situation is such that we really ought to get together sooner rather than later, and we ought to talk about arms control. Now, for those of your audience who listen or read, listen to the New York Times website or read what's in the New York Times, they're totally oblivious to that because the Times cut out. They had a, a lead. They had a title or a headline saying uh, 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 Trump calls for arms control talks. Now, that lasted two hours. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say here is that the only conclusion here is the old hackneyed military, industrial, congressional, intelligence, media complex. Now, you ran a conference on the 50th anniversary of Eisenhower's speech, military, industrial complex. Well, it's gotten it's gotten worse, uh, astronomically worse. And uh, the people who make the arms, the people who sell the arms, the people that Pope Francis, to his credit, before Congress two and a half years ago, call the blood-drenched arms traders, those are the people that are running the show. And the people, well, Putin and his folks are sitting back in Moscow, and they're saying, whoa, we thought the military-industrial complex had a hold on Obama, and we were right. Now it looks even worse. Ray McGovern, it seems to me like the if indeed they are two separate things, the, the sort of tag-team effort of the the Russia Gate promoters uh, and the the weapons promoters and those who have uh, intentionally exaggerated the Russian threat since before the administration of of President Kennedy have a couple of big victories in recent days. Uh, one being 
Trump's missiles into Damascus, but the other being getting Putin to to crow about new dangerous weapons. I mean, this is this has got to be great news uh, from the perspective of of people trying to stir up hostility with Russia and sell weapons, right? Yeah, you know, it cuts both ways. Uh, For Putin to see what's going on in Washington, namely that the President of the United States really doesn't seem to be his own man, okay? Not only that, but he has a certifiably insane national security advisor, and I can prove that. Uh, He was among the people called, quote, the crazies, end quote, when I was working with uh, President uh, or then CIA director and later vice president, uh, George H. W. Bush. I have it. I have it in a note from from him. Uh, I, you know, I, I try to warn him. I said, uh, uh, Mr. President, uh, we we had a little correspondence well after he left the presidency and I left the agency. We were, well, we had a decent relationship, a personal one. We were friends. So I said uh, two months before, two months before the attack on Iraq, uh, Mr. President, uh, please, uh, you know why you kept, quote, the crazies, end quote, at bay, but why you you didn't let them uh, occupy positions of influence where they could start a war or do really stupid things. Would you please, this is the 11th of January, 2003, would you please tell your son, why it was that we all call these people, quote, the crazies, end quote, and why you kept them at arm's length. Because it looks like he's going to start a war in the influence of, under the influence of these guys. You know, there were Richard Pearl, Paul Wolfowitz, so all these people that, you know, would you please tell them? Well, uh, on the 22nd of January, and this is on my website, uh, he wrote back a little note, handwritten note, and he said, uh, you know, Ray, uh, thanks for your letter. Uh, I, uh, I too, uh, was wondering. Uh, it was uh, it was going around about that uh, my son would be under the influence of, quote, the crazies, end quote. But I don't think yeah, I don't think it's true uh, now. And you know, just kind of relax, okay. So this is two months before the attack on Iraq. Yeah. The point I'm trying to make is that everyone. Everyone in the 70s, 80s, and halfway through the 90s referred to these guys as the crazies. And here is John Bolson, who was crazy enough to advise the younger Bush to get out of the anti-ballistic missile treaty, which had been the bedrock, which had been the cornerstone of strategic stability since 1972. And I was there in Moscow, and that was signed. It was, it was introduced... Yeah, sure, it was a kind of a, a strange phenomenon where you had a balance of terror where neither side thought that they could get away with a first strike, but that was a heck of a lot better than an unbalance without any strategic disincentive uh, to start a first strike. So this is all coming to roost now, and, and John Bolton, if you ask me, uh, why was it that early in the morning... Uh, uh, President Trump wrote this ridiculous tweet saying, aha, yeah, the Russians say they can shoot down our missiles. Aha, well, we'll see about that. We have smart missiles. We have new missiles. Well, we're going to show the Russians. Who wrote that? I mean, as as odd as as, uh, as Trump is, 
uh, Bolton is the first one to see him in the morning and the last one to see him at night. My bet is that Bolton wrote that, and then the president was committed to doing something. What he did was a feckless sort of thing, uh, thanks to the, you know, to the, to the fact that uh, uh, his military advisors put put the brakes on it and made darn sure that he didn't hit any Russians or any Iranians. So Bolton's right there. And what I'm trying to say is here, Putin's looking at all this. He knows who the crazies are. And he knows that Bolton has a lot of influence. And so this is a very destabilizing thing because when um, when the Russians uh, keep telling us, look, we've got these, missiles, these, uh, these new weapons, well, you know, the press says, well, they're, they're, they're faking it. They're probably faking it. Well, you know, I don't know if they're faking it or not, <laughs> but my God, you know, if we knew about all this, why is it not in the annual intelligence briefing that is given to both the House and to the Senate early each year? It's missing. All we get is, you know, all we get is rhetoric about how bad the, the Russians are, just as if they were the old Soviet Union ideologically determined to bury us. Do you do you believe, Ray, the claims that none of those missiles were shot down or the claims that three-quarters of them were shot down? Who do you believe? It's not a matter of belief. It's a matter of evidence. Indeed. We have, we have people on the scene, okay? And we know that of the 105 or 103 missiles shot down, three-quarters of them, I mean, shot, shot towards Syria, three-quarters of them were shot down. Who, who, we know that. Who, who's we, we that. who's evidence? Well, some of us are, some of us veteran intelligence professionals for sanity come out of uh, a, uh, a military uh, environment with the respect uh, of people on the ground. Those people on the ground are not reluctant to let us know what's going on, uh, despite all the rhetoric coming out of, uh, out of, uh, of Washington. One, one curious thing, yesterday, uh, Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov was having an interview. And uh, he's saying, you know, it's really hard to know uh, who, is, uh, who is in charge in, in Washington, because when the president uh, is described as uh, calling up somebody, he said, did all our missiles make it? And uh, the answer is, yes, sir, they sure did. Well, you know, that's not the way it works in, in Russia. In Russia, the chief of the armed, armed services calls uh, Mr. Putin and, and lets him know on a you know on a minute by minute basis what's going on. So, who is this guy? Who is this fellow that uh, reassured Trump? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll meet him. <laughs> and my guess, and it's a pretty good guess, I think, was the same John Bolton, who is appropriately described as crazy. But the, but the people that you rely on, do they have any photographs, any video, anything I can see? Yeah, they do. Uh, but uh, David, you'll understand that uh, uh, you know they uh, are not in position to actually share that stuff. What I can tell you is that this is the same. This is the same evidence that we had to show that other false flags, particularly the one at Kanchakun in Idlib province of uh, Syria last year on the 4th of April, was a hoax. So 
uh, I can tell you that these people are uh, are monitoring pe- monitoring these things uh, minute by minute, and uh, that they have the sense uh, the uh, the integrity to say, well, you know, this is not right. They would be lying about all this. Uh, 105 missiles did not make it all the way. 71, I think, is the figure that sticks in my mind, were shot down. Yeah. Speaking of Lavrov, uh, Ray McGovern, he, he's been claiming in recent days uh, that the supposed evidence of this chemical weapons attack in London uh, was sent to a lab in Switzerland uh, that showed that, in fact, it couldn't have come from Russia. It must have come from the United Kingdom or the United States. Uh, but uh, it, it seems the Russian foreign minister is the only person who's seen this evidence. Uh, has anyone else seen it? Uh, what's your assessment of of that chemical weapons claim? Well, David, I didn't see that in the New York Times, and so it can't be true. I, Josh, of course. But this is, you know, this is as bad as it is. Now, um, that is an independent, well-respected outfit in Switzerland that uh, analyzed those things. That that whole uh, that whole poisoning in in London was the epitome of what, what in the Bronx we call a crock. You know, it was a a sham sort of thing. And and even to their credit, even to their credit, the scientists and engineers uh, upon whom the government in London de- uh, depends. Um, I mean the, the folks that ban the Porton Down uh, Biological Chemical Laboratory, they were unwilling to support what Theresa May and Boris Johnson uh, had already said, namely that Russia, we know it was Russia. Well, what, what did Porton Down do? They got a sample of this thing and they said, well, you can't say it was from Russia. And I said, what, what do you mean we can't say that? <laughs> and they said, well, you, you can't say that because we can't verify that. All we can say is that it was of a sort, of a type, that was developed by Russia, but we never we never were able to prove that Russia made any of it. What we are, what we do know is that 20 other countries can make it. It can be made in a university laboratory. So, no, we can't say it was from Russia. <laughs> So, if you watched the early the early renditions of British statements, they backed off, and they or they always said it was quote of a type developed by Russia end right. quote because that's all the experts would let them do. And Craig Murray, the ambassador that we are in touch with, uh, who's part of our group, uh, and who and who has really good contacts with the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, and also with important down scientists. Uh, finished off one of his blogs uh, to me, and he said, look, he said, Ray, I think now, now listen carefully for the irony, uh, I think uh, I might now have a vodka of a type developed by Russia, but made in Warrington, a lovely little town. <laughs> so, you know, it's of a type. Now, right. it's, a, it's really terrible, really awful. But, you know, the British do this all the time. Uh, they did it with the dodgy dossier before Iraq. And, you know, I, I recall my, my grandfather telling me, Raymond, uh, do you know 
do you know why the sun never sets on the British Empire? And I said, yeah, I know. He said, you don't know. No, sit down and I'll tell you. He says, the, the, the sun never sets on the British Empire because uh, because the good Lord would never trust the British in the dark. He would be right in that. Uh, the, the, the other thing I noticed, uh, Ray, in, in President Putin's concerns uh, among the lunacies that are afloat uh, here uh, is he's afraid of cyber attacks being treated as, as war. Uh, you know, so not just chemical attack murders in London and, and other justifications for war, but something that happens on somebody's computer and you get bombed for having started a war. And I, I heard uh, Senator Tim Kaine here at the University of Virginia last week tell me that uh, acts, of, acts of cyber war, including Russia's having stolen a U.S. election, are... At the, at the level, we can't say exactly what level it should be, but they far exceed it to count as war. Uh, meaning that in the view of, of Senator Kane, the United States ought to be now uh, at, at actual war with Russia because Russia started a war with the United States. Yeah. Um, well, let me just say, because we have so little time left, uh, that the Russian hack... Uh, is a hoax. There is no proof of a Russian hack. Matter of fact, we veteran intelligence professionals for sanity, uh, a group that includes two former technical directors of the National Security Agency, have forensic evidence to prove that there was no Russian hack on the celebrated day on which we have uh, metadata. Okay, so that's number one. Uh, it's very distressing that, that a formally uh, a formally uh, intelligent person like Tim Kaine. <laughs> when was that? Was that? When was that? <laughs> well, yeah, I remember when he was governor. He wasn't so bad. Uh, yeah, he was a, certainly a, a, oh. a, a little better than what the others are standing with. That's a low bar, Virginia governor standing. <laughs> Okay. Well, okay. So here's he, he, what he's saying is what John McCain said right away. He said, ah, this is an act of war. What did John Bolton say? It is a true act of war. And what happened? The head of the FBI uh, deliberately uh, avoided seizing the computers of the Democratic National Committee to see how it was that they intruded, that the, quote, the Russians intruded and perpetrated this act of war. It was a hoax. It was rubbish. There is no proof that the Russians uh, uh, hacked. And the business about WikiLeaks, well, you know, WikiLeaks only puts out uh, documentary evidence. And so they're really angry at WikiLeaks because of the release of those Democratic National Committee emails. Three days before the convention in 2016, Democratic National Convention, which showed, you know, which showed without any doubt that Hillary and uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz and that whole crew had tilted the primaries and the rest of the preparation for the Democratic National Convention in such a way that Bernie had no chance to win it. Now that's the real, that's the real bottom line there. So if you're going to blame anyone, you know, to blame anyone for Donald Trump, 
and I hold no brief for Donald Trump. I believe he's the worst president we ever had, okay? But if you're going to blame anybody for him, if you're going to blame Hillary Clinton for the way she fooled around and, and tilted the nomination so that she would win it instead of Bernie Sanders, I am morally certain that had that not happened, uh, we would have uh, Senator Bernie Sanders as president right now. That is one big deal, and it's all provable by looking at the way the election came out. And who, who to blame for that? Well, it couldn't possibly be uh, a, a candidate who nobody trusted or didn't campaign in the right states. No, 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 it had to be something else, and Russians were the ones that took the blame. So the whole thing is so strange, and to see people like Tim Kaine not only buying this stuff, but also uh, uh, promoting uh, legislation that would give the president even more, even more leeway to start wars. I don't know what's going on. There must be something in the water here in Washington. <laughs> well, he, he credits the Miller Center here at the University of Virginia for having written every word of uh, of his his and John McCain's proposal to uh, yeah. strip away the War well, that, Powers Act. That would be no no surprise to me. Uh, I, believe it or not, the Miller Center has never asked me to come down and talk to them. <laughs> They've never asked anyone to speak about peace, ever. Uh, yeah. War, plenty of times. Um, we, with just a, a few minutes left, I... I I, I, among the, uh, you know, 18 some odd parties I would blame for Donald Trump, in addition to Hillary Clinton uh, and the DNC, uh, would be the corporate media uh, and the incredibly disproportionate coverage it gave to him with CEO of CBS saying he may be bad for the country, but he's good for our ratings. Uh, and yet, as you already mentioned, the, the so-called independent media, Democracy Now! included, seems to be dropping the ball, not only that they don't create their own stories, they just do the other stories a little bit better, but uh, Democracy Now! has been having on all these people in recent days who want to overthrow the government of Syria, which I should have thought, you know, the, the corporate media could more than handle uh, that perspective. What's, what's going on with the media, and what do we need to do about it? Well, David, I, David, I have to start out with a little song. Okay. Once in love with Amy. Not always in love with Amy. I tell you, you know, it's one of my major disappointments. Uh, I have to say that her coverage of national events is outstanding. Okay? But the coverage, of, especially since Hillary lost, okay? her, courage, her coverage of uh, foreign affairs is, is terrible. I mean, she's giving the white helmets for God's sake, the PR outfit that uh, works for Al-Qaeda and Al-Nusra, she's giving them plaudits, okay? Giving them credibility. Uh, she doesn't let any of us on. I have been on there a couple of years. And, uh, you know, I think what I describe as the virus that, uh, that came into New York and Washington right after the election in 2016, it's the HWHW virus, and that stands for Hillary would have won, okay? Yeah. Now, okay, what does that mean? That was PTSD. Everyone knew that Hillary's going to win. These people have not recovered. Now, I can understand, especially women and people in my own family, they hate Trump, and there's good reason for, the, for their hatred. Look at the way, he, my God, the way he treats women. I mean, I can understand that. Probably not feel it as deeply, but I can understand it. But my God, you know, can't they see 
uh, how this uh, whole uh, manufactured excuse, namely it was the Russians, it was the Russians, it's the Russians, well, we'll see in the next days, and because documents have been provided from the FBI and from the Department of Justice to the House Intelligence Committee, we'll see what was really going on there in right. terms of using Russia uh, to blacken uh uh, to Black and Trump. It didn't work, and so they're doubly angry about how it all came out. We will be watching, and we will hope to have you back on in the future. Ray McGovern, his website is raymcgovern.com. Check it out. Ray, thank you very much again for coming on Talk Nation Radio. You're most welcome, David. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. All past shows can be heard at davidswanson.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.